the EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball and the NHL, they have got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, spelled B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also check out my website, LockBetting.com. We're only 12 days into the month, so there is still value signing up for LockBetting.com. I use Patreon for my LockBetting.com page because it's fully transparent. The only problem with that is it bills you for the entire month. Therefore, if you don't sign up this week, it's probably worth waiting till the 1st of March till you do sign up. However, if you do sign up now, there is still enough time to make a profit. We are killing it in the Australian Open. We have won every day but one so far. We are actually on a 17 and 19 day winning run in tennis. So at 17 out of the last 19 days we've played tennis, we have won. We have won every night so far, but one in the NBA this month. And we have 10 winning days out of 12 as we do this podcast. So 10 days out of the 12 months of February so far, we have won and we look to continue that going. Soccer is fully back on track. You guys have been listening to the podcast. You haven't been getting the locks and we all know the reason why. We're not going to dig into that. We're not going to waste time talking about Twitter trolls or anything like that. We're just going to roll on with the show. You guys know why you're not getting locks on the show, but if you want to get all of my plays, head over to lockbetting.com to get those plays. Of course, if you leave me some iTunes reviews and send me screenshots of those iTunes reviews, I will always respond by obviously saying thanks, and I will also send you some uh, some free plays as well for the weekend. Still doing that for the iTunes reviews. If you want to go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and leave a review for the soft a gambling podcast even if you've already done it for the sports gambling podcast network please this is a new feed we do need him for the soccer gambling podcast we almost broke into the top 30 for soccer podcasts um over the last month and i do want to break that top 30 it's a it's a metric system where they look into reviews and listenership and interactions etc all, all this kind of stuff and uh, that's how they just decide how they make that top 30 we're currently always in the top 
top 100 in the, and well inside the top 50 as well. But I do want to break into that top 30 and I need your reviews and I need word of mouth as well. I need more people listening to the show. Let's grow this show the way we've we've grown soccer here on the Sports Gambling Podcast on the whole because we needed that growth to have this soccer feed and that's what we've got now. We've got the EPL show, we've got the Bundesliga show, we've got the Champions League show returning, the, the preview for the Champions League um, the rest of the Champions League tournament, all of the futures will be dropping on Sunday once we get through this week. We have a ton of content to get through just over the weekend. It's EPL show, thus Bundesliga show and a fight show covering the UFC card this weekend coming from me. So we're going to let the Champions League stuff sit until Sunday. That's when we're going to have ourselves the uh, the futures preview show. And then of course, on Monday, we're going to look at the games coming up this week. All sorts of chaos in the Champions League with, uh, with teams being made to play their home games at neutral fields. Don't really think it's fair going to break it down over on the Champions League show if you want all of my uh, European stuff the European show is a show that you can get over at lockbetting.com for just $10 a month that's just $2.50 a show we just ended a, a lock run at the weekend and it ended on the uh, in the 93rd minute with Atletico Madrid conceding a goal however my $125 clients lost no money on that because we already hedged it out at 2-1 we, we took a late hedge and managed to get all of our stakes back so they didn't lose at the $125 level but unfortunately the people just on the podcast packs they did lose their winning run which dates back to the start of December where we hammered nine picks in a row uh, I think it might be more than that, actually. No, I think it was. I think it was nine. We were going for our tenth, so nine picks in a row, nine locks in a row. We landed, so we look to start a new run this weekend on the European show. Moving on to the EPL, and um, very very interesting week here in the EPL because. Uh, we were looking for Manchester City to drop some points last week when they travelled to Liverpool. Instead, they ended up winning that game 4-1. The game was in hand and it was very, very well poised at 1-1. And then, of course, we had the mistake by Allison, And um, from there, Manchester City just took over. But I think a lot has been made of that Manchester City win and how they're obviously now being been touted as being unstoppable. They're doing all this without Aguero. They're doing all this without De Bruyne. They've just gone to the champions and thumped them 4-1. But look at Liverpool. They've lost three consecutive games in a row at home after not losing at home for nearly four years. This is how incredible this league can be. And, and they haven't lost a top-tier opposition other than Manchester City. The other defeats were against Brighton and Burnley. That would be unthinkable in the previous season. So they certainly are a team on the decline. And um, I, I even though, obviously, Manchester City do look like they're in a winning position to win to win the league now, a strong position to win the league, I wouldn't read into too much what they've done. They beat a Liverpool team who are out of form and made bad mistakes. Other than that, all of their other wins I would expect them to get. I think the more the, the the bigger thing here in terms of why Manchester City may potentially run away with it is the is the lackluster performance of the other teams. Man United were in a position to challenge for this title and look what they've done since. They they lost at home to Sheffield United in a game that everybody thought was a gimme, turned out a um a, a boring and dull and um, uncreative performance away to Arsenal. Yes, they beat Southampton 9-0, but again they dropped points last weekend as well from from a winning position against Everton. They got pegged back to a 
3-3 draw and um, you just can't do that because that's allowing Manchester City to pull clear. Um, the, the, the Leicester challenge has wavered slightly. Uh, there doesn't seem to be challenges coming in from anybody else. Tottenham wavered a long time ago. Arsenal were never in it. Liverpool, we know what's happening to them so it's difficult to see them getting back into this title race as well. So there isn't really a challenger emerging. I mean, Chelsea, another one. They, they, they look like they were in and around it and Frank Lampard went in such a bad run that he got sacked and now Tuchel being in charge of Chelsea, they're too far back and, and even with them, They've got problems on the attacking side of the field. Manchester United have got problems at the back. Leicester, I don't think, have the have the squad to challenge for the title. Tottenham are playing too defensive. I don't think the players are, are happy with the Mourinho tactics. Liverpool, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool there. If you talk to their supporters, they'll just cry and complain and, and, um, and piss and moan about the injuries. But everybody has to deal with injuries. I understand that Van Dijk is key, but it's completely unacceptable just because you're missing Van Dijk and a couple of other players that with that Liverpool team and squad on the basis of what they've done over the years, especially at home, that you lose three games in a row, especially those ones to to Burnley and Brighton. So I don't know what's going on with Liverpool at the moment, but um, it's very much looking like Manchester City could win and run away with this without looking particularly good and shift their focus to the Champions League. And I always say, if you could shift focus to the Champions League because your, your league position is very, very comfortable, you have a great opportunity of winning the Champions League. And I think this City team have a better opportunity than ever to, to win the Champions League, not just because of the fact that their domestic league looks like it's going to be won easily, but also because look around the rest of Europe. Bayern look like trash. They scraped... They scraped to the, the, the FIFA World Cup um, this week. They, they should have won that tournament comfortably, but they scraped it. And um, they look very, very, very susceptible to conceding goals all of the time. Despite the fact they've, they've come away from that tournament with two clean sheets, they weren't teams they should have beaten 2-0 and 1-0. There are problems there with Bayern. There's, there's always consistency problems with, with PSG. There's always rumours about whether Mbappe and Neymar are going to stay at the club. And obviously, they have a, a weak defence. There's, there's always problems with PSG. Juve aren't the force they were. None of the teams in Spain, as far as I'm concerned, are contenders. Atletico are fully concentrated in the league. I don't think they have the, the, the team to, to win the Champions League. Simeone always seems to be um, his own worst enemy in terms of uh, setting up far too defensively for certain teams in the Champions League. I think last year, there was a pri- they were primed to, to win this Champions League. They're in great form. The domestically and then ended up um, having a negative setting out a negative team against Leipzig a team they should have won easily Barcelona and Real Madrid for me aren't in the conversation the way that they are um, the way that they are positioned at the moment so it could all open up for Manchester City and then one of the key things will be winning the Premier League easily and I think they have a real opportunity to do that because the other teams around them are doing themselves no favours and I think this is a very very important weekend in the Premier League because I do think Manchester City will able to, will be able to beat Tottenham because we know what Tottenham are going to do. Tottenham are going to sit in and invite Manchester City to break them down and eventually Manchester City will break them down and it will change the game and uh, Mourinho's game plan only works if Tottenham sit in, keep the game at 0-0 and manage to score the first goal. I don't think that's going to happen here. So I do think Manchester City will win this weekend. Uh, Liverpool face a difficult game away to Leicester. Man United, not necessarily a difficult game, but um, but but a game they could, they could uh, foreseeably make hard for themselves away to West Brom. 
elsewhere. Um, there aren't really many other contenders to speak of. As I said, I don't think Chelsea are, any, are in it anymore. They play all the way on Monday. And uh, we start the weekend with two teams that are in and around the, um, the, the top six and can call themselves contenders. And that's Leicester and Liverpool. The, the price on this game is surprising to me because Leicester are the 23 to 10 underdogs. It's 13 to 5 to join. It's 11 to 10 on Liverpool. I didn't think the books giving Liverpool's form would price them up as such significant favourites. The thing is, is that I think that this is a spot that Liverpool should win in. They, they have to win in. Leicester have played in midweek, whereas Liverpool are out of the FA Cup and have given themselves an entire week off to, to recuperate from that humiliating Manchester City defeat. Plus, this team have to bounce back. They, they did bounce back from their first home defeat against Burnley. They had a couple of wins, including a very impressive win against West Ham. And it looked like everything was going to be um, back on track for Liverpool. And 9-1, to one, taking them at 9-1 to one off the back of that um, defeat against Burnley, look like a bargain well off the defeat against Manchester City and the defeat prior to that against Burnley this team now are 22 to 1 to retain their title and I still wouldn't be taking it but I probably would be interested in taking them this weekend I just feel that we will see a response here from Liverpool and look the form book definitely definitely doesn't point towards um, Liverpool winning this game statistical data will 100% tell you that all the value in this game is heaped on Leicester but look at this data here that, I, that I've dug up. It's not the usual data where we look at Liverpool's form and um, and just automatically take Leicester on the double chance because there's a reason why Liverpool are favourites and, and the bookies don't often get it wrong. Plus, this line has moved a little bit as well in terms of um, Liverpool getting shorter and that's obviously sharp, sharp money going in on Liverpool expecting this bounce back. But there are valid reasons behind that, such as Liverpool have won seven of their last eight league meetings with Leicester. Um, although Liverpool have only kept two clean sheets in their last 10 away assignments, so they will probably need to find two goals in this game, something they've struggled to do recently, because I do expect them to concede. But this Leicester team have lost five of their 11 Premier League home games this season. They are a better team away from home, and that can be said about Manchester United also. That can be said about Leeds as well this season. And um, Liverpool have recorded 3-1 wins in each of their last two Premier League away games. So we spoke about that earlier. There was there was a bounce back and suddenly uh, Liverpool finding it more difficult to play at Anfield. It's just bizarre what's going on in terms with these COVID situations. The, the home advantage has been absolutely and utterly wiped out. I thought there would be some advantages for not travelling and some, some familiarity with the ground. But, but as I said also, these pitches play beautifully for everybody. It doesn't make too much difference and the travel doesn't seem to be bothering teams either. It does seem like every ground is, is a neutral territory and uh, Liverpool for some reason have struggled on neutral territory at a ground where they've won constantly for three and a half years and um, this Leicester team are a team who who are in the same situation whereas Liverpool been in that situation as of late Leicester haven't been good at home throughout the season they've got home defeats against West Ham they've got home to get defeats against Fulham why would you why would you write off the possibility of a home defeat against Liverpool I mean you can't Liverpool favourites so that's one thing that's why you can't write it off because the books don't often get it wrong but um I'm not going to do the um, the generic play here and come on here and complain about and, and laugh at the line and say Liverpool are unworthy favourites and there's loads of value here on Leicester on a double chance because I could genuinely see Liverpool bouncing back and, and winning this game and, and that will definitely end 
Leicester's um, Leicester's chances of winning the league this season. So I'm, I'm going to take Liverpool here on the road to to win this game tomorrow and bounce back, especially given that um, they are bouncing back. And of course, they've had the extra week off. Leicester played a pretty strong team against Brighton in the FA Cup. And that would have been my lock. So for those guys who... Um, who, who talks shit on Twitter and, and and put me in a position where I took the locks away. I think it was pretty clear from the way I was talking on the show, from my um from my tone, that that was going to be the lock. And I'm not just saying this to to, to bullshit you. Um, I, I would have landed five out of six of the locks that I've given out since I took the locks away. Um, I'm looking at the Bundesliga and the EPL show as well. Like it, it has been, um, and 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 it, it it translates over to what the guys over at LockBetting.com have been getting because the biggest plays that we've been giving out over the last few weeks have been winning, and they would have been the locks. And 100 percent, um, in midweek, Leicester would have been the lock. There's no doubt about it. You can just listen to the tone of the show that I did, um, I did in the week. Uh, yeah, sorry, on the week on Locker Room. Before we move on with the rest of the show, let me talk about Locker Room for a second. You can follow them on Twitter at Locker Room app, or you can go and download the Locker Room app yourself and make sure you add me. I'm at Billy SGP. That's where I'm going to be doing the EPL show live every Tuesday. So there's going to be a live EPL show every Tuesday this month over at Locker Room. That's what we've been doing. We've been doing a show live on Locker Room at 5pm um, UK time, 12pm East. So 12pm Eastern time, 9am in the West Coast. We've been doing that every single week and then we've been posting a show. But you guys have been missing the, the first couple of games because they've only been for the people listening live. So if you don't want that to happen, make sure you listen in live and make sure you uh, take the opportunity to talk to me. This week we only have three EPL games so we'll be opening the phone lines up to talk about the EPL and the Champions League because the Champions League happens on Tuesday night so listen to my future show on Sunday listen to my show where I look at the uh, the weekly games on Monday and then come on to Locker Room onto the EPL show on Tuesday and when we're done talking about EPL we can mix in some Champions League some huge huge Champions League games to talk about this week and we're going to discuss them over at Locker Room we're looking at Barcelona versus Paris Saint-Germain on Tuesday Leipzig versus Liverpool, Porto versus Juve and Sevilla versus Dortmund this week. Four huge games. Let's talk about the situation of the, the home teams being played being being made to play their matches at neutral on neutral fields. How do you feel about that? Come over and tell me at Locker Room on Tuesday. That's where I'm going to be. 5pm UK time, 12pm East and 9am on the West Coast, live on Locker Room. I'm at Billy SGP and Billy is spelled B-I-L-L-I. That's B-I-L-L-I, Billy SGP. Add me and you'll get a notification when I go online. But I'm telling you the time. It's going to be at 5pm UK time, 12pm East and 9am on the West Coast. Moving on with the rest of the games here. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Burnley is up next, where Crystal Palace are the 7-5 favourites. It's 21-10 to 10 the draw. And it's 23-10 to 10 on Burnley, who are significant underdogs here. Um, I don't think they should be because we all know the record of uh, Crystal Palace when they are out Wilfred Zaha, with, without Wilfred Zaha. And I see Burnley being able to pick up a win here. I think the stronger play for me here is on the under because I don't see many goals here without Zaha in the team. Palace aren't, um, aren't frequent goal scorers and Burnley aren't either. So I think this game is heavily leaning towards the under. And I think the fact you're getting it at four to six represents some seriously good value here. Seven of the last eight 
games between Palace and Burnley have returned fewer than two and a half goals. So this has cashed in seven out of the last eight games. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in 16 of Burnley's 23 league assignments this season. Burnley beat Palace 1-0 in each of the club's meetings, uh, each of the club's last two meetings. And uh, Burnley have scored one or fewer goals in 19 of their 23 league matches this season. Therefore, that is some heavy, heavy statistical data on the under. And I like Burnley to nick this game. I think a 1-0 win here at 9-1 also represents some significant value in this one. So look for a low-scoring game here and the possibility of an upset as Crystal Palace continues to play without Zaha. And I think if this goes on for, for a while, this team could be one of the teams that get sucked into this relegation battle. I don't think they're going to go down, but I do think they're more likely to get sucked in than a Burnley or a Brighton at this point, along with the likes of... Um, Fulham, West Brom and um, and Sheffield United, of course, all of whom I think are already down. But um, obviously, we'll play to the end of the season and see what happens because this league can be funny like that and anything can happen in this league. But at the moment, I do think those three teams are down. They are the three teams I picked at the start of the season as well. So my uh, LockBetting.com clients will be cashing some serious money on those relegation futures. Up next, we do have the game of the week, at least on paper, where Manchester City hosts Tottenham. They are the convincing one to three favourites here at 17 to four to draw, and it's a 15 to two on Spurs. Cannot see past um, Manchester City winning. I understand what Mourinho is trying to do. I understand how he tries to set up here against the big sides, but I don't think it's going to work here. Um, there's two ways for me really to bet this. I like Manchester City and the over, over 2.5 goals at evens, but I also like Manchester City and the under, which is available at four to six, and that's under four and a half goals, sorry. So I like over 2.5. That sounded stupid when I was taking the over and the under. That's impossible. Um, but Manchester City over 2.5 goals at even and Manchester City under on Manchester City and under 4.5 goals at four to six. I'll, I'll get it out of my mouth eventually. Um, so yeah, I like both of those. I like it to hit somewhere in the middle where Manchester City win this game and there are three, maybe four goals, but not as many as five. Um, I can see a situation here where, where Tottenham do find a net and break their clean sheet in their clean sheet streak, but I don't know when in the game that's going to be. But either way, um, the pattern of play will be Tottenham sitting in and trying to nick this goal. If Tottenham score first, that will make the game much more interesting because they'll sit in even deeper and it will be interesting to see if Manchester City can break a team down that shows zero attacking intent. If Manchester City score first, that will be a more interesting game in terms of uh, for a neutral because then it will really, really open up. But I think that will leave Tottenham susceptible to taking a bigger beating and therefore you could see Manchester City win this game by maybe three or four nil. So that's just, it's just dependent on when the goal goes in. But I do think that Tottenham and Manchester City only need to produce a first half goal here for either of these two teams. So if there is a first half goal in the first 45 minutes, then I think we will be going over the 2.5. But just in case that doesn't come to play, doesn't come to fruition and Manchester City do, um, don't manage to break through and Tottenham do manage to contain them for the full 45, my preferential play here will be Manchester City in the under 4.5 because I just don't see this getting to 5. Um, looking at the data for this game, Manchester City have won 
each of the last 15 games in all competitions. Tottenham have lost four of the last five matches in League and Cup. They're on a real dip of form. Let's not forget, this is a team who were top at one point earlier on in the season, and that was only a couple of months back. Manchester City have now won 10 Premier League fixtures in a row and it's that form coupled with the poor form of the teams around them that has made them go clear and why they're currently sitting as 1-14 to favourites and City have scored three or more goals in four of their last eight league assignments so they have started to become more free scoring ironically in the absence of the Bruyne they are managing to score more goals but they have had some very very weak opposition Liverpool of course handed the game to them last week but Tottenham are going to make themselves difficult to break down here similar to how Sheffield United did and it's it's weird we're making comparisons stylistically to Sheffield United and Tottenham but unfortunately that's what Mourinho is doing at this club and if this doesn't result in, um, in trophies they don't win a league cup or um or maybe the Europa League I don't think Mourinho is going to be sticking around too long especially if this team don't qualify for the Champions League and at the moment they're not in position to qualify for the Champions League as well interesting thing is that this is the dress rehearsal for the League Cup final and um, that's Tottenham's best opportunity to win a trophy so it'd be interesting to see what they take away from this perhaps if they get something from this game not only will they do the league the entire favour but they will set the blueprint down as to how to beat Manchester City in that final but again um, Pep Guard Guardiola in himself will be responsive to that. So it'd be interesting to see what comes of this dress rehearsal and how it affects the final, which will eventually be played in May in the League Cup. Final game on Saturday is Brighton at home to Aston Villa. Aston Villa here are the away favourites at 6-4. It's 17-10 here on Brighton and it's 5-2 here on the draw. Brighton don't score many goals here, so I'm not seeing many goals here in in, in this one. I think that Brighton, as of late, have um, have managed to 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 do what they needed to do, which is make themselves difficult to break down for big clubs. And they stole a result against Liverpool. They similarly tried to do that in the FA Cup against Leicester, but it didn't work for them. Here they come back home against an Aston Villa team who are a very, very up and down side. They had a very poor defeat at home to West Ham and then they bounced back with a win against Arsenal, another team who are very up and down. And that's that's um, something that's consistent in the Premier League. The inconsistency is the most consistent thing in the EPL this season, that's for sure, especially under these COVID situation, it's almost impossible to bet. And I always feel very proud that um, that we have turned it around in soccer and have managed to restore a profit. And we're having a very good month, particularly in the EPL, because um, it's just almost impossible to, to call things at the moment. The data for this game leans towards both teams scoring, although I'm leaning towards Villa winning this game. Uh, both teams have scored in each of the last four meetings between the two teams. Brighton are actually unbeaten in their last five in the Premier League, which is why they've taken themselves out of relegation issues, which is why I think um, subsequently we'll see a more free-playing free Brighton. We'll go back to the Brighton of old, which will give Villa opportunities to hit them on the break, and Villa are very good at that. They are a team that have scored at least once in eight of the last ten Premier League games, whereas Brighton have scored exactly one goal in four of the last five matches. So I do lean towards both teams scoring, but I don't think Brighton are going to score any more than that, whereas Villa are always capable with the personnel and the pitch. Ollie Watkins is a dangerous striker and we know Jack Grealish is one of the best players in the league so I think Brighton will get opened up a couple of times here and uh, that'll be enough for Villa to win this game so Villa at 6-4 is my lean Um, I also like Villa as a pick if you want to play it safer and both teams to score as well plenty to like in this one the final game on Saturday 
Moving on to Sunday, we begin with a game we just saw in the FA Cup on Thursday, Southampton versus Wolves, except this time Southampton are at home and they're seven to five favourites, two to one to join us, two to one Wolves. Given that Southampton already won away to Wolves on Thursday, I think they'll obviously, uh, they're obviously in a good spot to win this home game, although nothing's obvious in the Premier League. This Southampton team need home, uh, need any points, sorry, especially at home, uh, considering they've had a dip of form as of late. And I think they'll get one here. Um, just to be on the safe side, because uh, Wolves do, do have a tendency to draw a lot of games, especially last season, I will lean towards taking Southampton as a pick here at 8 to 11. Wolves have actually only won one of the last 10 Premier League matches. So I don't think there's we're going to see much danger of an away win. So to, to have that draw no bet pick there for the price of 8-11, to 11, I think it represents some serious value. Although I do expect to cash it given that Wolves have lost four and have drawn two of their last six away assignments. And they failed to score in four of their last six Premier League away fixtures. So Southampton as a pick there. Southampton draw no bet 8-11 to 11, will be my play here for this one. Up next, we'll look at Man U versus West Brom. Man United travelling to West Brom as the 1-3 to favourites. It's 17-4 to draw and it's 8-1 to West Brom. You shouldn't lose money this weekend. You shouldn't lose money this weekend. And I and I'd say you shouldn't. Like you're not you 100% won't. But you shouldn't lose money parlaying uh, Manchester United and Manchester City this weekend because we know how Tottenham are going to set up and uh, eventually Man City will break through. And we know that Manchester United shouldn't be losing this game. This is a tragic result if Manchester United don't go away to, to West Brom. Sam Allardyce is going to have his first relegation here. He hasn't been able to set this team up well enough defensively in order to do what his other teams have done, which is to stay up. So they've had to, and I don't think he's got the personnel. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. Without the personnel, it's very difficult to set up a team defensively. And I don't think they're going to be able to contain Man United. Although at the same time, the way Man United are, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a period in this game where, where West Brom are leading. So we may look at markets for that, where West Brom to score the first goal, West Brom to be leading at any time for, for Man United to get their, their wake-up call. But I think even if that does happen, I still expect Man United to come roaring back here and to uh, and to win by more than a goal. I like Man U minus 1.5 in this game, but I think if you're getting Man United and over 2.5 goals in this game, which you are exactly the same price, both are at 10 to 11, I think that would be the way you play it because West Brom can contribute towards that and Man United aren't a team that are defending solidly despite having a clean sheet in midweek and um, and West Brom are a team who are capable of scoring but at the other end they can't they can't defend and I do expect Man United to score at least three goals here in this game so even Man United over 2.5 team total alone represent some value. West Brom have taken just four points from their last eight games whereas Man United have won eight of their last 11 away games this season. All but one of West Brom's home defeats have been by a two-goal margin and the Baggies have suffered defeats by three goals or more in five of their last six at home. So Man United should be coming here and they should be coming here and winning this game relatively comfortably. But as we know, uh, we alluded to it last week, Man United have won a majority of their games by a single goal margin. That's what puts me off going for the handicap here. But nothing puts me off taking Man United and over 2.5 goals. And as I mentioned, I, I'm tempted at plus money to take Man United to score over 2.5 on the team total, which is available at 13 to 10 in this one. 
Up next, we'll look at Arsenal at home to Leeds. Two teams that didn't play in the FA Cup, so they both should have a rest. Arsenal at a 17 to 20 favourites. It's 11 to 4 to draw, and it's 13 to 5 on Leeds. I'm going to take Leeds to avoid a defeat here. Leeds' biggest problem in the league this season is that um, I think their biggest problem will be that they're getting they will get tired at some point. But because the the midweek weekend dichotomy isn't isn't in play at the moment because they're not in the FA Cup and they're not a team that are playing in Europe like some teams, I think this favours Leeds to actually get some decent results. And um, and this could be one of them. This is an Arsenal team that are very very Jekyll and Hyde. How many times in this just one single season have we talked about Arsenal being track back on track and then all of a sudden been talking about Arsenal being way, way off track and questioning the manager? That's happened so many times just within one season. They made, they made a solid start, then they had a massive dip, then they got back on track where they were beating Chelsea at home and then they went on a run and they were keeping clean sheets and everybody was talking about needing to have Rob Holding as one of your defenders in fantasy. Then all of a sudden, boom, they... they they get reduced down to 10 men. They end up losing the game to Wolves. And then last week, they can't penetrate Aston Villa. And they lose 1-0 there as well. So they're coming into this off the back of back-to-back defeats. Whereas this Leeds team have actually shown more consistency than Arsenal as of late. Leeds have actually won three of the last four Premier League away games. Arsenal have only won two of the last nine Premier League home games. Um, there should be goals in this one, especially with the teams being rested because Leeds away games average four goals per 90 minutes. Although I always allude to the fact that uh, there were seven goals scored on the first day of the season between Leeds and Liverpool, which is kind of... Um, falsely set Leeds up as an automatic over team although I do think on this occasion it will hit and Leeds fall into that same category as a Leicester and a Man United where they have won more points on their travels than at Ellen Road since their promotion and I think they have some they represent some good value here on the double chance market at six to five to be able to avoid a defeat against a very very inconsistent Arsenal team who are on one of their dips of course this could be a game where, where they get right but I think there's too much value Value here on on Leeds at plus money to to not lose this game to Arsenal here on Sunday. Up next, we move on to Everton hosting Fulham here, where Everton are the even money favourites. That's the same price that we got on Everton to win away to Fulham when we took Everton as a lock. It's 23 to 10 to draw and it's 14 to 5 on Fulham. Now, this line movement is a result of injuries that Everton, Everton have, namely Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But should Everton be the even money favourites just because Calvert-Lewin's not there? He's not a player like Harry Kane, who has five, six, seven seasons behind him. He's a player that just emerged towards the end of last season, has obviously had a great season this season, even though he's been a little bit quiet over the, the last few months, has only come back really to, to goal-scoring form in the last few weeks. But I don't think that he's worth this much line movement. If he was playing, this game would be somewhere between four to six and four to seven, just shy of minus 200. It wouldn't be even money. So getting Everton here just because they don't have Dominic Calvert-Lewin at evens, I think does represent some value. I think Richarlison is more of a key player. You don't play Everton if Richarlison's not playing. It's an automatic known thing. Just like Zaha at Crystal Palace, Richarlison is a key player for this team, but he'll be playing here. And I do think that they do have um, suitable replacements to come in and at least at least hold the ball up for the for the front line and allow the, um, the attacking players to come in and support. And they have loads of attacking players, loads of danger that will be able to score against a Fulham team that don't score many goals. Now, the big danger here will be the fact that Fulham 
have been on a solid run, a more solid run than they were on last time they played Everton. But they're drawing a lot of those games. They've drawn all of their last four away away games in the league. Despite the fact they've avoided defeat in eight of their last 10 Premier League games, they're not doing enough to stay in this league because they're not winning games. But our danger will be taking Everton here or even money on the money line and Fulham getting another draw, making it nine out of 11. This Everton team have won only four of their 10 Premier League home matches this season. And uh, this Fulham team, though, are averaging one goal per and away game in the league this season. So in order to win this game, it does say here, according to the Cisco Day, that Everton will need to find a net twice without their main striker. But given the personnel here, I do think they're capable of doing that. And I think there's too much value here on Everton, given the fact that they've already won away to Fulham at even money. And um, they're even money here at home simply because they're missing one player who's who's really just had um, maybe one or two good seasons. I think Everton will be able to navigate their way around that. The only other issue I have, of course, is the 120 minutes they played in mid week against Tottenham in that emotional 5-4 win perhaps this is a letdown spot and I won't be looking I wouldn't be looking to make this my lock or anything if um if we were if we were giving out locks so I'm not putting it in that kind of category I just think there's a lot of value here given the given the personnel and given the fact that all of this line movement is a result of Dominic Calvert-Lewin is Dominic Calvert-Lewin a great player yes would I take him um, and put him in the England squad in the summer yes I'd like to see him in the England squad but I don't know if if, um, if in a game where a team would usually be, you know, between four to six and four to seven, and you're getting them at even money, I don't know if he's worth that. That's really my issue here with the price. And given I think there's value, I will side with Everton here in this one. Moving on to Monday, and we have West Ham at home to Sheffield United, with West Ham in a seven to ten favourite. It's five to two to draw, and it's fifteen to four on Sheffield United. I do think the Sheffield United team are going down. But until I know Michael Antonio is playing, I'm not going to take West Ham. West Ham got a 0-0 draw against Man United in the week. And I think that's a testament to their defending. But they didn't really offer much threat in attack. I think and if Antonio had been playing, it would have given Man United players, Man United defenders more of a scare. But he wasn't there. And I don't know if he'll be back for this game. And um, without him, I'm reluctant to take West Ham on the money line. Even though I do think they will be able to score uh, and, and win this game. Because I don't think Sheffield United will. And if he doesn't play, I may be having a little sprinkle on the on the nil nil draw. But if he does play, I think West Ham will be able to win this game and and come through on the money line. But until I know, I'm going to take the under the under two point five goals here at four to five. Because even if Antonio does play, I think West Ham will be able to shut out this Sheffield United team, whose whose inability to score goals is the reason why they're going down this season. Under two point five goals have been scored in each of the last three meetings between the two teams. Sheffield United are the Premier League second. Second lowest scorers this season with 15 goals, Burnley being the lowest. However, Burnley are better, better defensively than Sheffield United, which is why they're having problems, although they have improved as of late, which is why I'm leaning the under here. This West Ham team have scored one or fewer goals in three of their last four matches and Sheffield United have notched one or fewer goals in all but one of their away goals, away games this season. So if Sheffield United even do manage to score one, there's no guarantee Antonio no Antonio, no Antonio that West Ham will be able to score more than that. But I'm not expecting him to, to be back for this game. And if he is, perhaps he plays 60 minutes, perhaps he comes on from the bench. And um, I don't think there's enough here to, to cash the 
to cash the over, especially when I'm not thinking the Sheffield United team are going to score. West Ham looked very, very defensively organised, um, really did a good job shutting Man United down in midweek until United scored an extra time. And um, I think it'll be difficult for Sheffield United to, to penetrate, penetrate this defence. Certainly won't be penetrating twice. And uh, without Antonio, I'm not sure this West Ham team have two goals in him either. So a lot of stuff here indicating the under here for me. The final game of this match day or game week, whatever you whatever you want to call it, is Chelsea at home to Newcastle, where Chelsea are the strongest favourites of the week. And I would not dissuade you from adding them to your Man United Man City parlay. They're available at two to nine. It's five to one the draw, and it's twelve to one on Newcastle. Look, I, I definitely know the way this game is going to go, and I don't see Newcastle scoring in this game without Callum Wilson. They are really, really going to struggle without their main goal scorer. They were struggling to score goals even with him, so I don't know what they're going to do without him, but I do know that Steve Bruce could potentially lose his job in the next few weeks because they could get sucked into the relegation fight. I think one of the, the strongest plays... On from the whole week, even though it's only available at eight to fifteen, so it is a little bit juicy. Is taking Chelsea and adding the under four point five goals because even though this team are looking better under Tuchel, they're still not finding their goal scoring feet. What they are doing is keeping clean sheets and looking better. In defence and eventually Tuchel, he's an attacking manager, so he will sort the attacking side of things out. They do have the personnel there, but at the moment they're not doing it. And without Callum Wilson, this Newcastle team will come here and they will set up defensively and make it difficult for a Chelsea team. But eventually this Chelsea team will break through. And I do think they'll see Chelsea win plus the under 4.5 goals. If that's too juicy for you and it doesn't interest you, then you can take Chelsea to win to nil as well here. I think all of them will cash as Chelsea get a comfortable win here over Newcastle and uh, Steve Bruce gets in trouble without his main striker. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening. It's finally spring and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.